Sunday, 28th of January, 2024. Maybe today. He even tried to profane the temple, and we seized him, and wanted to judge him according to our law. Acts 24, 6. In the previous verse, Tertullus began to list the accusations against Paul, saying he was a plague, a creator of dissension of the Jews throughout the empire, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He continues now, saying, he even tried to profane the temple. This accusation is modified from that of Acts 21-28, where he was actually accused of defiling the temple by bringing uncircumcised Greeks into it. Tertullus leaves this out because Felix himself would have been uncircumcised, and this would then have become a possible point of stumbling in his case if, by offending Felix, he would lose his favour. Continuing, he says, And we seized him. He is speaking on behalf of his clients, who represented the Jews as their leaders. We. However, he is not telling the whole story. Paul was seized, but it was in a violent way, not in an orderly fashion. Rather, the account said, And all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together, seized Paul, and dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. Now as they were seeking to kill him, news came to the commander of the garrison that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Acts 21, 30 and 31. Despite not giving the full and accurate details, Tertullus simply moves on saying, And wanted to judge him according to our law. This is only true as they intended to kill him. Though their law may have allowed this, Roman law didn't. Therefore, he glosses over the situation and the conduct of the unruly mob in order to make it look like they had been wronged by not being allowed time for a trial to be held. As for the word translated as profane, in this verse, bebelo, it is an interesting word. It comes from another word, belos, meaning a step or a threshold. The idea is that Paul is accused of stepping beyond the bounds of that which was proper, as in overstepping the threshold of the sacred place. Life application. There are people in the world who teach that Paul was actually a heretic and that the Bible argues against his doctrine. They supposedly use scripture to come to this conclusion. However, in order to teach this heretical doctrine, 2 Peter is dismissed as a false epistle. They must do this because Peter clearly teaches that Paul's writings are inspired. 2 Peter 3.15 In order to make this claim, it is stated that the epistle was never considered canon and was falsely introduced later. There is nothing to actually substantiate this. Determining its canonicity came about in the same manner as the other books of the New Testament. To hold to this doctrine, one must not consider the epistles of Paul as inspired. Further, the book of Acts is not to be held to as inspired. Rather, it is subjectively torn apart, and those who hold this view choose which parts are valid and which are not. Why would anyone hold such an incredibly stupid view of Scripture? The reason is that Paul teaches grace apart from any works of the law. He teaches that the law is fulfilled and obsolete. These Judaizers cannot let go of their own personal importance before God, and so they diminish grace and boast in their own supposed holiness. They set themselves as the standard of God's acceptance of humanity, and they determine what part of God's word is acceptable or not. In other words, they hold to themselves as being the gods of acceptability. 
But this is what the Bible presents of people from the very beginning of time. Adam wanted to be like God. Ever since then, man has chosen to determine what is right and good, as if he is the standard to which God must acquiesce. Unless we are willing to admit that we are fallen, cannot save ourselves, and that we are wholly at the mercy of an offended God, we will never see the need for a saviour who has done all the work necessary to reconcile us to God. Be aware of the innumerable false teachings that exist in the world. Any teaching that says we must do in order to be saved or to keep being saved is to be rejected. Christ has done. What we need to do is believe, accepting by faith that he has done it. Thank God for Jesus Christ our Lord who has prevailed for his people. Lord God Almighty, today we come before you to praise you. All glory, majesty and honour belong to you alone. We receive your offering of Jesus by faith and we praise you now and forever for what you have done. Hallelujah and Amen.